0: you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello and welcome to this podcast. This is the one year anniversary of the Mad Singers Management Podcast. So we have summoned the best of the best for today's episode. Ronnie, welcome to the show.
1: Heyo! What's up guys? What's going on?
0: Right, Ronnie. I know this is totally unbelievable in your case, but there's people in the world who doesn't yet know who you are. Would you mind doing a quick introduction?
1: Yeah, sure. So, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't know who I am in the world, but just for everybody's introduction, my name is Ronnie Teja. I work in e-commerce. I run a a portfolio of about 15 different e-commerce sites. I have a remote team of about 24 people. I'm from Canada. Uh, I immigrated there when I was about 21 years old. And right now I run a a remote team or distributed team or whatever you like to call it in this day and age uh, in about uh, 25 different countries. My products are sold in about 77 different countries worldwide. And yeah, that's me.
0: Excellent. That was short and sweet. (laughs) Right, Ronnie. today it's all about management and uh, just before we kicked off the call you were talking about an awesome experience you've had with implementing eos so do you just before we go into it would you mind just telling the audience what eos is all about and then tell them a little bit about the experience you've had
1: yeah for sure so i can so i so eos is a kind of an it's an uh, it's a management system and it's basically like focused on entrepreneurs or people especially who might have distributed teams or it might have people who are disputed in a company. Uh, so EOS for me, it means the entrepreneurial Operating System. First of all, it's by, it was basically first bought up by, by a guy called Gino Whitman, right? So you can you can read a couple of books, you know, Get a Grip. Uh, I don't know what the second one is, but yeah. But I, I'll, yeah. Uh, but Traction. Traction, yes, Traction's a big one, yeah. so Traction's a big yep. one. Get a Grip is a follow-up to Traction where they discuss a case study of a company that actually had implemented EOS. So what what this operating system talks about is you know uh, you know some very basic things which I have not done over the last five or six years of my company. you know you're setting up principles of your company, setting up uh, goals of your company, setting up the mission and vision of your company. and you know when you when you set up all these different things in terms of like a management from a management perspective and how it all comes together to bring your your team together under one umbrella. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to say, look guys, these are principles. this is the company playbook for all our employees, including myself, this is what we need to follow. This is the true, like the true north, like the, the north star where we are all aligned. Right. If I, if, uh, if I were to even deviate from it, I need to be checked by someone else to say, Hey, you know, you, 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 you say you have these values, but you personally don't follow those values. Like what's up with this dude. So, you know, that's, that's what EOS is. And all of a sudden we, we started implementing it in, so Matt, of course, was one of the first people who brought it up, uh, brought it up to me uh, many years ago, but I didn't understand what it meant to be, to be frank. So earlier this year in December, we hired an integrator. So a person who got basically who's been around companies like ours and has actually implemented this, uh, within, uh, you know, organizations, uh, small organizations and other organizations to actually come and work with us. So there's a, there's a before December, uh, 2019, Ronnie, and there's a, you know, uh, after <laughs> January, 2020, Completely different. Right. So, uh, of course, one was more stressed. One was one was always questioning uh, you know are my employees loyal are my employees going to leave me tomorrow etc et etc cetera, et cetera, to today but I look at it from a very different perspective where it's like you know I know for a fact that all of us are bought into one goal of the growth of the company we are bought into a single goal of you know uh, raising the standard of one another and of course first and uh, you know most important is we all are collective working as an organization so an example of it could be, having a team meeting every two weeks and we do like some social games or social quiz shows or something and everybody like enjoys getting to know one another and stuff like that.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh yeah, I mean it, it's a big it's a big framework. How how long time did it take you guys to actually implement AOS and, and have you implemented it fully and
1: yeah. well so I would say at this point of time we're a pretty self-sufficient running team. So it takes about six months. So it's not it's not that small. And people go, oh, after one month, people tend to give up and they're like, oh, it's too much money. I don't think so I can spend it. I don't think so. I can actually put more money uh, towards it, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's expensive. Uh, but, the, but the thing is, if you spend, let's say about like, you know, we had a team of 25, 26 people. But if you were to say, um, uh, implement it over four months uh, with the cost of, our, our cost was about 20, 20, about 20 to 25,000 US. The, the long-term results of that, have already outweighed what, what it was before, right? We went through an organizational restructuring, which meant that we had to fire uh, long-term employees, right? We we went through an organizational structure, we found out that some employees or VAs that we that we had had actually hired, s- s- uh, you know, uh, you know, kudos to them, but they've had other VAs to go work for them, and they were not actually working on the on, on the uh, for the company full time. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, we also, we also found out that most, some of our employees were feeling quite, uh, they were, they were feeling quite uh, uh, depressed uh, and they were, they were not feeling demotivated. And they were feeling, they're feeling all these feelings because they they had other employees who were coming into the, uh, into work hungover. They were coming into work, you know, partying from the night before. And they, of course, you know, they don't want to snitch on them because that would be a, a very bad thing. So we went through the process of actually looking at each each, uh, each type of employee and then we had to make a decision. And it wasn't a hard decision uh, because we had to come and say, look, we have, uh, I think the first week was basically us going to all the employees and saying, look, we know there's something broken. We are going to give you all a chance to come forward and tell us, right? We trust you. You have my full trust. But tell us if if you've done anything wrong and if you've done anything uh, which is which has been, which does not, you know, measure up to our value. So of course, even before that, I would say uh, there's a couple of things that happen. We set a value value goals, right? Yeah. What, what what does the company stand for? You know, uh, b- basic housekeeping stuff like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Brandio watches and software keep or whatever. We believe in yeah. honesty, right? We believe in integrity of a human being. We yeah. we believe that uh, we believe that we want to deliver like an Amazonic experience. Which basically means that 24/7, 365 service, and if at any point of time, customers always came, right? We created that. Then we created a company playbook, and the company playbook, for lack of a better word, used uh, you know, given given uh, my somewhat Asian roots, uh, we 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 chose football or soccer as a as a uh, as a way of actually going through it. So it so you know, you had a we had a yellow card, and two yellow cards led to a red card, and we had a three-page, a very simple, a very simple company playbook. And everybody was made to. I had to go through to each employee. We read the company playbook together. And at the end of it, we made them sign it to say, Do you understand? Do you understand where the new company is headed, where the new organization is headed? Right. Once that was done, then of course, then came the third step, which I was talking about, which I jumped a couple of steps on, which was Have you done anything wrong over the last couple of years or since the employment that I need, I need to know? And through this course, you know of course people people owned up to the mistakes and you know uh, kudos to the people and i mean extremely honest with you uh you know it's a testament that people were people you know we had some people who owned up to the fact that they'd hired hired other va's to go and do the jobs for them or who would hire that they, they weren't actually working full-time in the company or they had a second job or they had like all this other and you know the contract that we had with them initially when they joined was that they're not allowed to have second jobs. or we found out you know that uh the the person that we'd hired as the uh, team leader, or the, the head of, uh, you know, the head of uh, customer service in Philippines was actually hosting parties at her house and encouraging other people to drink and not show up for work the next morning because she said, it's okay, don't worry about it. So, <laughs> so yeah, so it was- uh, That is uh, a great nice. culture. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's a great culture. <laughs> well, interesting <laughs> culture, let's say that way yeah yeah
1: yeah, no. sure. yeah yeah but of course you, you 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 want to have a free culture but you want to if it interfaces with the work i don't i wouldn't say it's a it's a fantastic yeah. culture because you're covering up you're covering you're having one person to cover up for, for everybody else's mistake right yeah. yeah and that and with that what happened was we had other employees who had to cover in for these people who had to do overtime they had to do a lot of other things which was not really ideal for people right and they were very loyal people and they were like look i don't know how to tell my boss or i don't know how to tell my manager what's going on because if i raise my voice then i would get fired tomorrow Created culture of inclusion, right? And then you know, unfortunately, a thing that came out of that was also we looked at a Canadian team, uh, people who were extremely high, uh, uh, highly paid, you know, making a good hundred thousand dollars a year or whatever. Uh, and you know, we had to scrutinize them to say, look, uh, you've been with the company for a long time, and they were good friends of mine. And I said, look, all we need to understand is, are you on this ride with us? And you know, when we laid out the plans, we laid out everything. It seemed that their values didn't match with ours so we had to look at the company values and we tried to match with the employee values and so we went through a process of cleaning the house so the first 30 days of this process was cleaning house making sure hiring people that that, that's extremely important hiring people who match your values right so what that would mean is you know we diversified from having an all filipino team having some employees in Eastern Europe, having some people in, uh, believe it or not, Venezuela, having some people in uh, Nicaragua, having some people in Costa Rica, having some people in South Africa. And as a result, people didn't feel that, you know, that, you know, they're working in time zones, say in the Philippines, which is they're working 24-7, they're working late nights. It took it took, it took that pressure off of, uh, you know, the, the core team in the Philippines as well. So they were, I'm sure, extremely satisfied and grateful for that too, because you, know, you can go to work at a normal, Time spend time with your wife and kids, or your husband and kids, or just your kids, whatever the, uh, you know, whatever the way it goes.
0: Yeah, yeah that that makes a lot of sense, and, and definitely quite a few people do that, right? um So that's it's definitely interesting. I think, I mean, it, it's it's always a two sort of a two way thing, right? Like the way I look at it, obviously I have a ton of people in the Philippines as well. Uh, and, and also people sort of working around the clock. But I think that the key thing and, and one thing that you often bump into is that you end up hiring a group of people or a group of friends or a group of people who know each other. And that obviously carries certain strength, but it also brings in certain weakness, right? And, and the, the, the good thing with the Filipinos is that they're, they're super, super loyal. family focused, right, and loyal. Um, and, and the problem is sometimes that can also become a problem, right? So exactly like you said, with people having parties and, you know, um, that can also become a problem, right? So definitely some, yeah, some diversification not makes, like not, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's not everybody.
1: I'm not saying it's everybody. And yeah. please don't take this as that. I'm just saying that in certain cases, this is, the, in my case, this was the truth. Maybe for your case, it's not, right? Maybe, yeah. you know, you, you, know you, you are extremely well at, creating a good management system with your managers and everything else where you know, you, you know how to talk to your managers and everything else, right? For me, it was me. I was the, I was actually, so this was another mistake of mine. I made everything central to me. So it was me, me, me. You know, I was trying to be very micromanaging. I was like, oh, I, I know how to do this. If I, if I kept tabs on it, all my employees, then what would happen was everybody would think that I knew what they were doing, but it actually backfired on me because then every time there was some problem, even the littlest of problems, then it would, it would they would directly come to me
0: thinking it's an open channel to talk to, to Ronnie. Right yeah. which is not ideal like that and and, that, and that's exactly that's actually what I spend the most time on, right, because most business owners end up si- significantly micromanaging their teams, right, because they're so like they come from a, this environment and and it, it's not because people are bad, but it's just they don't know better right and if you have never if you have never been in a system, like if you've worked in a company where they have been a really good manager and you have seen it work. You often have a totally different angle to it, right? But the thing is, most people—I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs nowadays have no management experience. They haven't—they haven't even seen good managers anywhere because, unfortunately, a lot of managers aren't very good. Um, but, but you know, that sort of that sort of experience and and seeing it—I mean. For me, the feeling, like when you build a new team, it's always a bit challenging in the beginning, right? And it's also fun. But when you see it all come together, when you see things work, and when you really just, you know, you take a month off and, you know, stuff still happening when you're away, like that's for me the absolutely best feeling. And when you put a good system like US in place, that's what you get, right?
1: exactly you don't need to be involved in it so for us like for for example for the head of customer service who we had to let go we actually ha- uh, ended up going to a different geo and we said look uh, what we want to hire is a good man slash woman manager right we want to hire a person who who has who's a bit older right and personally has been actually we don't we, we are, we're looking so so that thing about when people say we're not looking we're not looking for the for the experience but we're looking for the right fit that actually came through because we hired somebody who had worked in hotels. He's ma- he would managed a team of about 70 people. Then he worked at a, a, a like uh, for line, which is like a like a, a bird, you know, one of those scooter things that you have electric scooter things. And he led a yeah. team of about 50 people, you know. So we said, okay, this guy actually has an idea of what he's doing. And what that, what I mean by that is because he's managed bigger teams, he'd have a good and, and and remote teams. In fact, he would actually have an idea of how to actually manage different people, different people's expectations. Uh, emotions, uh, motivation levels, all this kind of stuff. He'd never yeah. worked in, in e-commerce before. And he said, look, that's not the problem, we're up training, right? And that's, yeah. and that's and that's one of the, uh, the, the benefits of the system is like, you actually look for people or pieces who actually fit in the organization much better than actually yeah. having- uh, Skills. and actually having, yeah, yeah, like just having some of the experience because people with experience are gonna come in, they're gonna say, okay, they're, they're always gonna compare. And that's fine. I mean, there's no harm in comparing. Some organisations are better than others. Some other organisations improved, but we were given a we gave him a chance, and he gave us a chance. And the chance is basically that uh, he was uptrained in our processes. He actually brought his own processes in, and we were able to uh, to get the whole team uh, under one umbrella underneath him. And he's he's, he's quite strict, and uh, yeah, and it kind of helped out with the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's, I mean, honestly, I've seen probably, I had a client that came to me and, and was in desperate situation, right? Uh, they, they have hired a manager that, you know, they, that person came with their own background. They used to do things a different way and so on. And they tried to put this whole system down on top of this company. And it just absolutely didn't work out. They had to let them go and so on. And they literally ended up with a system, well, a company with no systems working. Um, and that was a that was a horrible situation. But most of the time the, the, the key thing for me is always it's always about putting the right people in the right jobs, right? What? Because yeah it, it's it's I mean finding great people is one thing and that's that's a skill in itself, but really really being cautious about what is the type of personality that you want in this particular role at this particular moment. And that might change, right? Like that, and and this is what large companies are often quite good at, right? Like if they need a turnaround, for example, they will often, you know, let go of the existing CEO and bring in someone else. And the reason for that is it's not a question that the guy who was there necessarily suck, but it's a question of what they actually need at that point in time is a different personality, different skill set, different, you know, different view on how to do things. And I think that's the that's the essence in business, right? This ability to actually um, really effectively figure out who's needed in, in what roles at what time, right? Okay. And at least at least for building businesses that I do, like that's that's for me the number one thing, right?
1: I mean, it reminds me of the famous Bruce Lee quote, be like water, calm and still, and be able to meander. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, just to, just to uh, continue from there, you know, like wh- the next process of EOS is, even more interesting for an entrepreneur, which is basically, I think this is something that you, you, you in fact taught me uh, when I first met you about three or four years ago, which is about having managers, having good good managers and having those managers report to you. Before, like I said, it was a very flat organization. I was at the center, everybody used to come to me and I was always be stressed. Now, what we did was the next, the next step was having an executive team, right? And this exa- having an executive team has changed my life, which is basically you, you, choose, you choose your foremost, uh, three or four most important functions, or yeah. uh, we started with about three most uh, important functions, which was the technology stack, the HR stack, which is hiring, hiring firing, and keeping everybody happy, et cetera, et cetera. So this person who was an integrator, decided to stay on as a fractional uh, HR manager, which was really good. Uh, and the third one was, of course, the head of customer service, right? So we had these three people. We added one more, uh, perhaps a couple of months ago, because this, this person uh, can't speak enough about him. Has been extremely, extremely fantastic for us uh, in the organization as the as the head of content, uh, a guy we, we we who who we hired in Kenya, in fact, uh, who who uh, he went he went by an alias of Emma because somehow he thought I wouldn't know if he's a guy, but, but he but when I spoke to him he says look he says I'm I'm I'm, I'm using this alias hopefully I, you give me a content writing job, I said why do you want a content writing job when you can actually be developing content you could come, be coming up with the ideas and stuff. So we hired him in December, and we said, "Okay, look, we'll we'll give you we'll give you a little bit of uh, a go and see how it goes." Uh, three months in, guys, doing a fantastic job content-wise. You know, organic graphics ranking well. You know, dwell time ranking well, all the kind of stuff. And you know, we're growing, we're growing consistently in every way, shape, and form. So it's like, you know, this guy, this guy deserves a chance to be in the. You know, he wants a piece of the pie. So you, of course, you promote them, you you give them, and you reward them in whichever way, shape, and form you can. And so now he's in the executive team. So we have four execs now um, and the way, the way it usually works is uh, I have a call with them once a week. Once a week we discuss uh, company, company goals, strategic goals, any issues, we have a, a company presentation, we share with everybody how it goes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, each person has the updates. Uh, I, I do have once every two weeks, I have a one-on-one with each exec to, to talk about the functions. It doesn't need to be with everybody, but you know we usually chat or whatever. But it's a good way to bring the team together, right? Uh, and once this was put in place, what I found out was I had a lot of free time. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. Going yeah. going so when I was talking about pre-December 2019, Ronnie, Ronnie was working about 60 to 70 hours a week. Yeah. Right. Post EOS Ronnie works about 25 hours a week. Yeah. I I and that's why I I believe that um maybe I drank the cooler or something. I don't know. I don't know what's an easy way of saying this, but this is something that each and every one, if you're not a and if you have a team of above, you know, five people, you should start. You should start this. You should start this now, or the, you know, best day was yesterday. Second best day is today. So <laughs> you start now. As soon as you hear this, I'd suggest you start now, because, or at least look for an integrator. Or, you know, you're welcome to reach out to myself, or Mads or anybody else, and you know, talk about it, and we, we have to give you some advice on this, because the the benefits, uh, and the cost-benefit analysis of this will always, always, always outweigh anything in any which way you can ever see, right? Yeah,
0: Yeah, and I agree. And and I I think, I mean, I have, personally, I have one or two things with the US that, you know, I don't necessarily agree with, but the whole thing is a EOS, framework. It. Yeah, right. It's a version of EOS.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly, and and uh, like the way. So, so I have certain things I do slightly different in my system, right? But the, the whole thing is having a clear management operation system in the business, so people know what they're doing, they know their responsibilities, they know what they have to deliver, and. Very much, I mean, f- for me, it's really about exactly what you just said, getting the business owner out of the freaking business, because it, in every business where the business can't run, if the business owner is not there, like, it's not actually a business, right? It's like a glorified job, but it's not a business. You can't sell it. And it's, yeah, it, it isn't pretty. Exactly.
1: And, and the part that scares me the most right now is I don't need to be in the business every day. Like, I've yeah. taken myself out of the business. And I'm like, oh, yeah. what, do I, what do I do now? <laughs> so yeah. you, you, you come up with like, now, now you have time to actually like, so when they say like working on the business, working in the business, now I understand what it means.
0: Yeah. I, I completely understand that thing. And, and by the way, now when you when you feel like, oh, I have nothing to do and you actually go and try and do stuff, you actually end up. Interfering in people's work more than actually adding value. So that's at least my experience. Um, well, I've learned I've learned to be hands off.
1: Like I've learned yeah. ex- to be to be hands off. Let you have to trust your management team to do the right thing, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's their job. It's their it's their uh, ownership.
0: You know, I mean, they own yeah, it.
1: ownership. Yeah. If you, and if you, if you, if you interfere, it means you don't trust them, right? Yeah. So that's... Yeah,
0: but what I have seen, running, I've seen a lot of my clients that you know, when they get to that stage, they kind of, you know, that they, they feel like, oh, I'm no longer needed, and they actually start like, you know, oh, well, you know, that's wrong. I'm not needed. What's what's the problem? You know, that's something wrong, and that like they're actually making up issues just to feel, <laughs> just to feel important. But I uh, disagree
1: agree with you actually. I, okay. I do because it's given me it's given me so much freedom to actually work on other things. So like for for the longest time. Um, my dream was to work on like a, like a customer loyalty program. So yeah. like after, yeah. So I'm, I'm actually working on a massive customer loyalty program. I personally write, uh, handwritten postcards to my customers. Uh, I personally am writing all these things. They might mean like small things. I write handwritten letters to my employees and it seems like, oh, this is, this is, this is stuff you shouldn't be doing. I think it's a great thing. I, tell I, love them, it. I, I I've written a handwritten postcard and a handwritten letter to all my employees, uh, when I have a company call every two weeks, a social call or something, in the background yep. of some of my employees, I spot a nice letter that's pinned to the wall at the home office, and yep. that tells me that means that that tells me that these guys know that I care, and of course I do care about about each and every one of employees. Yeah, small gesture goes a long way, and especially in terms of motivation, especially in terms of making them feel they're special. Yeah, hell yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. I, I love hearing that. And yeah, as as I said, I, I don't necessarily say everyone is like that, but I definitely see some people who keep jumping back in, right? And it's it's just about not doing it. One, actually, one of our one of our common friends, Kurt Phillip, he he have definitely yeah. managed to. I, I remember he was like, oh, you know, I'm having a baby. I'm gonna take six months off. And uh, when I started working with him, like a year and a half prior to it, it was like, yeah, like your situation, right? Working his ass off every every, every hour of every day type thing. And that, uh, like the, the difference when you go through it is just, it's stunning. Right.
1: Yeah. And I can definitely tell you, like, I've seen Kurt, uh, sorry, Kurt, we're talking about in third person, but I've definitely seen, (laughs) I've definitely seen him and I see, and I, you know, I've talked to him and I've I've learned a lot from him as well. Like I've learned a lot from you and, and you know, I was used to music. Yeah. He says, you know what? I ride my bike to the gym in the morning. I spend about one hour having a coffee and then I just delegate all my work to all my employees. And I just, he says, then I go to the gym and then I come back and then I just, you know, I take care of the kid. I was like, what? When do you work? He's like, he's like, you know what? It's not my job to work. It's not my employees' job to work. My job is to be the visionary and Kurt's a visionary, right? So, so of course, you have a visionary and then you have the, what's it called, the, the integrator. Uh,
0: integrator.
1: Yeah. So, you know, Kurt's a visionary. And of course, I'm sure he's got an integrator in that organization where, you know, they 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 work in tandem and they complement each other. So you need you need somebody like that as well. So for me, of course, I have somebody in the organization who's an integrator while while I have all these crazy zany ideas who needs to keep me in check to say, look, look, these are good ideas, buddy. But what's our basic goal? Our goal is to go make revenue, stick to what makes us money. And then if you wanna try these any things, maybe you have a five, ten percent test budget. Let's go, let's go check it out and see if it works for us, right?
0: And and that is absolute key, right? Because one of the problems is when you're the business owner, if you say, go do this thing, people go do that thing. And the the, the key thing is that when you actually give people ownership, when you give them the responsibility and, you know, and they see, well, this is not the right thing. If I go and do this, Ronnie, you know, this stuff will suffer. That's not a good idea. And and when you give them the ownership and they, they can step up and say those things, that yeah. also helps you significantly because you know, as, as a creative person, when you get ideas, you know, it's like the best idea in the world for at least a couple of days, right? <laughs> um, and some of them stay good, and some of them probably of them fade stupid, after. I can we...
1: tell you, I'm shaking my head, laughing my ass off here because I'm like, wow! Over the last five years, I've probably had like you know, weeks and weeks of this this kind of thing, and people are like, oh, excuse me, I'm getting confused. What should I focus on? Customer service? Should I be focused on marketing? Should I be focused on something else? Or should Still be focus, focusing on your stupid ideas, man. And that's me yeah. saying that openly because uh, it's—I could tell you in hindsight, worst decisions ever. But yeah. that's why we have this talk. So hopefully, everybody listening to this podcast can learn about those because yeah. you need—you need to—you need—you to, need, you need somebody who keeps you in check. Uh, yeah. It could be your executive team. It could be a, it could be your integrator. It could be
0: some anybody. But you need you need to have that. Where where do you see yourself five years from now, Ronnie?
1: Five years from now, actually, I've only done the two year, two year, two year degree. I'm I'm done the five year degree. But I think in two years, the, the plan is to sell the business, right? Yeah. Sell the business, start something new. Maybe maybe a little more on the subscription or software side, which sounds a lot more appealing right now. We're developing our own uh, SaaS SaaS software right now as we speak. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm more focus on the digital digital space. Uh, uh, and see, and see how that actually go, goes, because we actually might be actually looking to pull out of e-commerce uh, as much as I like, I mean, I love e-commerce, I love the. I love everything about it, but at some point in time, guys, you know, uh, so here's another interesting thing, right? Like uh, we were talking about COVID before. COVID is a classic example of this. People during COVID or people before COVID who were focused on say dropshipping businesses, right? Their businesses probably suffered a lot more than people who actually had a brand. And what I mean by having a brand is people who actually like look looked after their customers, people who actually said, I'm delivering an Amazon experience to my customers. I'm delivering, I'm delivering to my customers a, a prop value proposition, and they will never ever forget me no matter what happens. Right? Anybody can build, I'm, I'm sure it's hard to do so. So no disrespect to dropshippers, but a dropship is basically like a it's like an Amazon, it's an Amazon store, right? It's basically it's it's a race to the bottom. You're never gonna beat your, you're never gonna beat your uh, factory suppliers. Right, you're never going to be able to beat the Chinese if they made a dropshipping site, not at all. Right, but if you were to take a product, even if you private labeled it, you built a brand around it. Those businesses actually grew during COVID. Right, a friend who I know uh, was doing 10 to 15, maybe $10,000 in sales a day, but as soon as summer hit, people knew his brand. Right, he, I think he went three times, $30,000 a day, yeah. just because. He'd always taken care of customers. There was a lot of noise about him in the market, and he actually was able to to, to take the the positive experiences and extrapolate them over, over a period of two years. So yeah. that I think is the difference that I would say is extremely important uh, in, in in e-commerce in your daily life as a company. And you know, our company, for example, for us, like one of our values was to deliver an Amazonic like, or Zappos experience, right? We've had people who've called us to ask for pizza, so. Uh, this happened about six months ago. Somebody called us and we said, and they said they want us to pay for a pizza to the dorm room. Some some frat house called us just to test us out because on a, on a website, we actually labeled it out. I said, we will deliver your similar experience to Zappos. And Zappos used to do that back in the day. Yeah. And so we paid 20 bucks to send a pizza to the University of Michigan you know, dorm room <laughs> to some kid who basically wanted pizza. Yeah. It's a funny story, but we have to live up to our values. If I hadn't, that was an opportunity for me to show my employees that it's 20 bucks, man, who cares? but in return what we got was a bunch of video reviews from from the fan house which is fantastic
0: exactly yeah yeah and and, and, and really, i think what, one of the things i really like when you said our executive team you said and of course our customer service right so again like i one of the one of the things that i fundamentally believe in and is that you you need to understand what your business evolves around right you need to understand the most important functions that you need to own fully within your business and that you just have to be spot on right uh, and and in your case you're saying you know for us customer service is the thing right like you you want to give people this absolutely mind blowing experience and and I, I really like how you put that across right because i think for every business and and for bus- for different business it's different i mean for some businesses it's providing quality products that just last and never need service and never need anything. Uh, for different people, it's different things, right? But but being really clear about what the core focus of the company is, right? I think it's so valuable both internally to your staff, but also externally, right? Because you you send the right messages consistently.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's that's been that's been uh, uh believe it or not that was my message five years ago too <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you just need somebody who's a, who's a good executor to actually to to believe in that vision right yeah. uh one of the employees that we hired and the reason why he's with us and he's going to be with us for till till you know till we are uh, for the next 10 years is probably going to be and the reason i had him was because i love this example of him emir is his name and i'd love to say his name on this podcast because he impressed me on in his interview and he said There was a time a customer emailed him at 10 p.m. at night and he lives in Bosnia and he drove eight kilometers to go to the office at, you know, whatever time it was at 8.30 or whatever to go help this customer out by doing a live remote session so that the customer was satisfied. And he says, I stayed with her till 10.30 at night to make sure she was completely satisfied. And he says, that gave me a feeling of uh, fulfillment. And I was like, that's fantastic. And that and guys like Amir, and guys like Dennis, and you know, those are the kind of people we want working at,
0: at organization. Sounds fantastic. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Well, Ronnie, it's been one hell of a show. Our our first birthday here on the podcast. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, I can't believe you I, called I, me on it.
1: Hey, so happy. I, I feel I feel much privileged and much obliged.
0: Definitely, definitely. It's uh, it's been a really, really good discussion, Ronnie, and I've really, uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I think. For most business owners, again, I should say it's about taking the action, right? It's it's really about getting out of the trenches, getting out of that twenty, thirty, forty-hour workdays. I was about to say, um, like, I I know, and and I, I hate examples like Elon Musk because he, you know, he definitely but he's had a very three
1: companies, man. <laughs> we had
0: three dollars companies, right? But as I always say, most people can't dedicate uh, can't live with seeing their kids 35 minutes a day or whatever right like most people uh need an actual life and the the problem is that what i see again and again when people work crazy hours they make shitty decisions right they don't treat their staff right they don't treat their clients right they they they're just not in the right mindset and uh, i mean i've been there i i've I'm still there occasionally, right? When you're starting new projects or if you're starting a new company and so on, right? But, but I know with myself that, you know, if, if you want to be the best self and make the right decisions that really make impact your business, you need to make sure you take care of yourself. Because when, when you go to bed at midnight and you've been working all day and you wake up at 8 a.m. the next day, if you get that much sleep, your head is still blown up right? Like you don't feel ready and you do it anyway because discipline is great, but you don't end up with the right results in the end, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I appreciate it, man. And you know, thanks to guys like you that I actually heard about it the first time and I truly will be grateful
0: for that. Thank you so much. Excellent, man. So Ronnie, uh, if anyone have absolutely loved your contribution today and is desperate to talk with you, what <laughs> is the best way to get hold of you? Yeah, you can get
1: in touch with me on LinkedIn. Just look for Ronnie Teja, R-O-N-N-I-E, last name Teja, T-E-J-A.
0: Perfect. And we'll, we'll add all the harassment opportunities in the show notes oh, if people are you. desperate to get hold of you. So that's awesome, Ronnie. Thank you very much for joining the podcast, Ronnie. And to all the audience, we will hear you again. You will hear us again next week. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at MadSingers.com.